This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hockey fans, join the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, James Naveau and me, Jay Zawoski, February 24th at the Allstate Arena for our annual Chicago Wolves outing. $20 gets you tickets to the game, free parking, a free hot dog, a free soda, a Madhouse Podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet with Chicago Wolves brass. Visit madhousepod.com slash events and click the image for the link to buy tickets. That's 20 bucks for a ticket. Free parking, free hot dog, free soda, Madhouse podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet. Come join us and the Chicago Wolves on February 24th at the Allstate Arena, madhousepod.com slash events for tickets. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and by Michael Elwood of Remax First Service. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. Jay Zawoski with you here after a long layoff with the All-Star break and the bye week. Uh, Then last night I was out in Yorkville, which is super far away from where I live. 60 miles for a watch party uh, at uh, Rosati's Pizza out there. It was a good time. Packed crowd, awesome event. I was there with Bud Light last night, Uh, so not able to do a postgame show. James is at work. But here we are, post-game show, Hawks win 4-3 in overtime in Minnesota over the Wild. Uh, we will do a full podcast Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, because I know your mind's going to be on hockey on Super Bowl Sunday, but it's been a while since we've done a full one, but we want to give you a post-game show of tonight's game and really uh, just kind of a tale of two games tonight. The first you know, period and a half was really in Minnesota's favor. Both teams sort of having trouble getting anything going uh, sort of a slow, plotting, uh, tight checking, not a lot going on sort of a game early on. And as much as NBC was trying to tell everybody it had a playoff feel, it really did not. Um, it, it was just sort of a boring game for the first half. Then Alex DeBrincat ties the game uh, at 7.51 of the second period. And all of a sudden, the flip just switched, you know, or the switch flipped. 
Yeah, the switch flipped. And uh, the, and the Hawks really started to take the game over. They started to carry the play. Saw them get ahead uh, 3-2 late. Jonathan Taves with a power play goal. And it looked like it was going to be uh, the dagger for the Wild. And then all of a sudden, uh, a play behind the net where sort of everybody fell asleep at once. Carl Dahlstrom uh, lost a puck battle at the blue line, then was sort of slow to retreat defensively. And then Connor Murphy got beat uh, by Greenway, who went behind the net, fed it out in front to Victor Rask, and he scored his first goal as a member of the Wild. And uh, aside from that, like really from the moment DeBrinckit scored until the end of that game, I think the Hawks really played well. I thought they really had a solid game. All four lines played well. All four lines have an impact. And I, I always sort of look at, well, you know, the, the one guy who 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 can typically kind of disappear on you is uh, John Hayden. And even he had a pretty uh, decent game today. Uh, I, I think, you know, the lines as they are now make some sense. I think it makes a lot of sense to have Drake Kajula on the top line, scored his first goal as a Hawk uh, last night in Buffalo. That's 7-3 win over the Sabres, um, and the Hawks here, four, four, four wins in a row, by the way, against some decent teams, the Capitals, the Islanders, the Sabres, and then tonight, the Wild, but uh, I think Kajula on that top line makes sense, Kane and Taves both having really good years, and, and the two of them together um, have been outstanding, that goes without saying, um, only two points for Patrick, or only one point tonight for Patrick Kane, so I don't know what's wrong with him, uh, but they, they did say... 18 outdoor games in a row with a point for Patrick Kane. The last time he didn't score was in the Winter Classic. Um, but if you eliminate that contest, it's an 18-game indoor scoring streak for Patrick Kane, who just continues to be the best offensive player in hockey right now. I know he's not the league's leading scorer yet. He's going to get there if he continues at this pace. It's just an unbelievable performance every night. Uh, looked like he was going to score a goal late that just went wide. Uh, he's been absolutely tremendous. But the top line, Taves, Kane, and Kajula. One thing I saw a little bit from that line tonight was them getting pinned defensively a little bit. And, look, you know you're not going to get the Norris Trophy level – or Norris Trophy, Selkie Trophy level defensive effort from Patrick Kane. It's not his game. His game is scoring. His game is offense. And when he's playing at a pace like he's playing now, you don't really want to mess with things. But with him there and Kajula there, uh, a smallish forward who he tries hard, but he's not going to knock anybody off the puck. That leaves a lot of the work for Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Taves has a lot of defensive responsibility when those guys are pinned deep. So saw them back deep a little bit tonight, more than I would have liked. But again, that's sort of the exchange you make when you have that much offensive skill on one line. You sort of have to look at things and say, you know, this is what it's going to take. Uh, you're going to keep these guys together, but there's going to be moments defensively where it can be problematic. Thankfully, Jonathan Taves uh, was able to win most of those battles for that line and, and uh, didn't result in too many terrible scoring chances against. Looking at some of the, the playing time, Tonight, Patrick Kane played 26 minutes and 46 seconds. That includes all of overtime. Jonathan Taves played 24-18. That was all of overtime. Uh, Debrinkit was out there 18-47. Keith, 22-15. So those are some of the numbers that stand out. One thing with Cowden is often the ice time leaders have been forwards, not defensemen. With Quenville, it was almost always Duncan Keith, and understandably so when 
he was uh, in his prime and he was one of the best defensemen in the game, uh, he should be out there for 22, 23, 24 minutes a game. But Cowden has leaned more on his forwards, which I find interesting. I don't know if it means much or I don't know if it's, you know, it might just be, look, my most effective players on this team are offensive players. So if we're going to have a chance, they got to be out there. And that's sort of been the case. If, if Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves are not contributing, uh, there's not much this team does. I thought Brandon Saad, after a strong game in Buffalo, looked very ordinary tonight, looked sort of stuck in quicksand. And he has those games where his legs just look really heavy, like he can't get anything going at all. Tonight was one of those nights. And, again, he's not playing on a line full of skilled forwards. But, you know, the consistency has been an issue for him since he's been acquired the second time. It's It's not... You know, uh, skating with David Camp and Marcus Kruger, is, <laughs> it's not going to make anybody look great. But so many times I saw him tonight with just the head down, pumping the legs as hard as he could, not really getting any momentum going at all. Um, I don't know. It's just this season's just kind of weird, and I'm going to talk about it in tomorrow's long podcast. And, boy, do we have a ton to talk about tomorrow. Um, I've sort of enjoyed watching the Hawks lately. I, I know it sounds crazy. Uh, but I, I sort of like to watch the development happen. And I like to see DeBrinca continue to thrive. And I think also helping this, and we'll, again, we'll get into it more tomorrow, when you see a guy like Patrick Kane playing at this high of a level, you can't help but look forward to it. You see something amazing from Patrick Kane I, every night is an understatement, probably every period. There's something he does, whether the puck goes in or not, where you go, oh, my God, look at that. I mean, that pass to Jonathan Taves on the power play goal, that's video game stuff. Taves is just parked there in front of Alex Stalock with his stick on the ice. Patrick Kane not only puts it on the tape, he puts it in the middle of the tape. It's as if Jonathan Taves like drew a little dot on his stick and Patrick Kane just hit it precisely. All Taves had to do is have a stick on the ice and he hit he hits it, he hits the spot almost every time. And there were several opportunities during this game where you saw Patrick Kane uh you know, attempt to make a pass where it would just get tipped or whatever. His vision is incredible. And it, it's one thing for us to watch the game panned out, right? We see, we can see everything happening. We can see where the passes are. But to actually be on the ice and have the vision that Patrick Kane has in real time, in full speed, to see those plays developing, it's absolutely incredible. And I don't want it to get lost. I think, you know, over the years, the Hawks have been so good. They've been winning championships. We've seen Patrick Kane play at a high level. Don't take this for granted. This is not normal. You're watching one of the best Blackhawks ever, and when it's all said and done, maybe he will be the best Hawk ever. You know, we could talk about Bobby Hull and Stan Mikita and those guys that put up huge points back in the 60s, but those goalies were wearing, like, popsicle sticks on their legs, and they were playing stand-up style where, you know, the, 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 the goaltending style was flail wildly and hope the puck hits you. Patrick Kane's doing this against guys who are wearing, you know, tree trunks on their legs as opposed to popsicle sticks who have all the equipment in the world. They've got helmets on. They've got huge gloves, huge huge blockers. Uh, they've got every advantage in net, and Patrick Kane is just tearing them apart. I, and, and I know I can't say, well, if you put Patrick Kane in the 60s, he'd blow everybody away. Yes, of course. That's obvious. You could say that about, you know, you could put Miko Koivu back there in the 60s and he'd be blowing past everybody because athletes just get better as time goes on. But I think when it's all said and done, when when the record books are written 
and Patrick Kane hangs up his skates for the last time, we'll probably be talking about the best Blackhawk ever. And that is, uh, you know, I, I didn't know if he would find this level again. And there were a few times uh, early this year where we questioned his effort, where James and I said, where's Patrick Kane? He looks disinterested. He looks like he's not into it. We uh, said a couple of podcasts ago, he was one of the first guys to buy in on Jeremy Cowton, and you could see his resurgence sort of began when Cowton got here. I'm not giving Cowton credit for that, but I think maybe Kane was feeling a little more freed to do what he wanted to do to play his game, and the results have been, at least for Kane, outstanding. The team has looked better lately. Again, four wins in a row, all against quality opponents, uh, and I know a lot of us are in the mindset here of, like, tank try to get a good draft pick and I think ultimately that will be what happens I do think the Hawks are going to try to sell at the deadline but again that's something we're going to get into tomorrow on the full-length podcast we've got to talk about Duncan Keith uh being rumored in a trade tonight Elliot Friedman reported that the Blackhawks went to Brent Seabrook and asked him if he wanted to move waive his no trade clause and he said no uh so so much to get into we got to get into the Pierre McGuire Kendall Coin stuff. We've got to get into so, so much has happened since we last spoke. So with that, I'm going to hit the three stars of the game, then we'll wrap things up. The three stars of the game are brought to you by our star real estate broker, Michael Elwood of Remax First Service, serving all your real estate needs in the Chicagoland area. 708-675-1600. Number three star of the game goes to Jonathan Taves. A goal, an assist, very effective play at both ends of the ice tonight. That power play goal uh, to take the lead in the third period. Ultimately, the game would get tied, but Jonathan Taves outstanding tonight as he has been most of the season. Number two star, Alex DeBrinkett with a goal, two assists, three points. His goal was the turning point in this game. The Hawks sort of took things over once Alex DeBrinkett uh, put his goal in. And the number one star with the game-winning goal in overtime and another goal earlier in the game, Eric Gustafson. Two goals, a solid game offensively. Not a disaster defensively, which is a win when we're talking about Gustafson. So pretty solid game, solid two points for the Hawks. Uh, you know, this is a playoff race, so you, you would prefer to not give Minnesota that point if you are truly thinking playoffs. But, hey, uh, two points is two points. They've taken eight of the last eight. So, uh, so far, so good in the new uh, month since the all-star break since the bye week uh so yep hawks are rolling thanks to michael elwood for sponsoring the three stars of the game he is our star real estate agent go see him remax first service and orland park find your dream home with michael elwood with that want to wrap it up we want to tell you guys this week this thursday is our watch party at rabbit brewing in homewood illinois that is, uh, I, I believe it's a 7 o'clock puck drop. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see the Hawks, two pairs of tickets, actually, to see the Hawks take on the Senators on February 18th. We're also going to give away a pair of tickets to our Wolves outing on February 24th. You heard that promo as the podcast began. If you're interested in that event, the Wolves event, madhousepod.com slash events, click that image. It will take you to the ticketing page. It's going to be a great time. 20 bucks gets you a ticket to the game, free parking, a free hot dog, a free soda, Madhouse Podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet. It's going to be a really great time, so make sure you join us. But again, Thursday at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. Come watch the Hawks with us. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great night. 
So we see there. So thank you to Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. The time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. Our other sponsors, Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris, 708-478-6090. Marishka's and Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. And, of course, our star real estate broker, Michael Elwood, with REMAX First Service. Find your dream home with Michael Elwood and REMAX. We will talk to you guys tomorrow, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, with a full-length podcast. Again, so much to get to, so much to talk about tomorrow, so you're not going to want to miss it. Until then, Jay Zawoski signing off on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's.